inspired by just kind of creating these unique experiences where we're highlighting local chefs. And I think that event, along with, uh, I'll share a little bit more about kind of what ramped things up, but I would say that, so we're in 2023. 2022 was more for fun. End of that year, decided to do that Tulsa Bite dinner series. And that was so successful. And I'm like, okay, there's something here. I want to continue highlighting these restaurants, but I want to ramp it up a little bit. And so last December, I was like, something kept telling me to buy a camera. So before I only shot it through phone um, and there was just this little itch. I'm like, you need to just step it up, get a camera so that you can improve your pictures, improve your content creation and ended up getting the camera. And I think that's when everything kind of flipped. And this year I've just been focusing on um, partnering more with the restaurants, creating better content, improving my pictures, the videos. So I would say started for fun last year's when like at the end of last year, I said, let me ramp it up. Let me get better at this. And ever since then, I've been really getting a lot of new organic following and everyone's like, keep doing it. We love this. Anytime we want to look for a restaurant, we go to your page or anytime I really post about a restaurant, people actually go. So I'm like, okay. Welcome to the Willpower Podcast, where we uncover the secrets of success and share the wisdom of exceptional individuals. I'm your host, William Gomez. And as a real estate professional, I bring you insights from the world of real estate and beyond. Join me as I engage in captivating conversations with incredible guests from diverse backgrounds and industries, from top real estate moguls to trailblazing entrepreneurs and influencers. We dive into the mindsets and habits of successful people. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate and review. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and enlightened. Live life today on willpower. Jimena, thank you so much for being here. Thank it you it only took, and then for those those of you reading her name, just call her Tulsa Bite Girl. <laughs> Tulsa Bite. Tulsa girl. Bite Girl. Bite girl. I like that. Uh, I almost said bike girl, Tulsa <laughs> bike girl. Um, yeah, her name is spelled Jimena, not Ximena. Yes. So thank you so much for being here. It took us, how long did it take us to get this going? Probably three to four times. Three to four times. <laughs> First couple were ours. The last one, we'll blame it on Nate, but yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But Jimena, thank you so much for being here. If you guys haven't heard Jimena's name before, it's probably because... The reason she's here is she has a page that she's had for about a year. A little, it's actually a little bit longer. Yeah. How long? How long? Probably, would you say? I would say officially active, constantly about two years now. Two years. I think you and I connected about a year ago. Yeah. And when we connected, I mean, it seems like it was a year ago because you had. I mean, it, I want to kind of talk about your journey of where you're at today mm-hmm. and kind of what what got you going into doing that, but she runs the Tulsa Byte social media accounts um, that it's pretty much just featuring lo- uh, Tulsa local restaurants, and um, and man, they make me hungry every single time. <laughs> I'm glad I mean. we don't have that TV up there right now to where we were playing them, because I would just be starving right now. But give us a one-minute introduction for people that have never heard of either Tulsa Byte or just yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me first of all. Of so course. I'm really happy to be here. But yeah, Tulsa Bite just started as a way for me to kind of dive into the food world. I've always loved all things food, when whether it's like a good restaurant or even the development of a restaurant, the concept creation, the menu creation, even just food products. I've always just been obsessed with that world. And I think creating a food page was kind of like my way of 
being in that world since I didn't really go to culinary school or study anything regarding food, but I've always loved it. I grew up in a family of foodies. Like we are all foodies. We have a family chat where (laughs) we are literally constantly sending each other food pictures or like, Hey guys, have you tried this new cookie that just dropped? So, um, that's really how Tulsa Bite started with my love for food. And then obviously the restaurant community in Tulsa, we've come a long way. And so I think it was needed where people could just learn about restaurants and get those like pictures in your face that just make you hungry. And that's really what inspired the the page. Um, obviously, that's not like my full time job. Um, I work in tech in the daytime. So I'm like, you're tif- I feel like I'm that corny millennial where it's like tech by day, foodie by night. But that's really what inspired the page, my love for food and then just for the local restaurant community to grow because I think since, I mean, I've been here for quite some time, but I think the foodie community has grown and the restaurant scene has improved so much from when I first came to Tulsa. Yeah. And I think you're right. I had, um, I had Brooke Bellander on late last year. I don't know if you know her. Um, and her episode did really, really well. She was like the first influencer that I had on. And I was asking her, I said, are you the only one that does something like this? And she was like, no, there's a lot of us. And now there's even more people. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's, they're all like a little unique and I'm getting to the point where I go to restaurants and I don't even look at the menu. I just go to their Instagram page to, to order from that. Uh, first of all, I didn't give you a shout out, but Hey, thank you so much for bringing me a gift over here. Um, you, you know, I, I can count in probably one hand out of the 60 plus, uh, episodes that we've had of how of people that have brought, brought me a gift and you're one of them. I really, really appreciate it. you. Don't have to do that at all. But so, take me back. Take me back to what got you started in, in in doing that. So you're a foodie, and you're just like, hey. But what made you really say like, I want to go ahead and do this page and start posting, you know, featuring these restaurants? And then what was your goals behind it? Was it just like I'm just going to do it for fun? Um, you know, you've grown that page over ten thousand followers, over eleven thousand. How many? What do you have across platforms right now? Uh, so Instagram, I'm now at eleven, a little over eleven thousand, and then I'm trying to grow my TikTok. That one's like at forty five hundred. So. I would say maybe 20K overall. Okay. So, so yeah, tell, walk me through that. And would you pull this a little bit closer? Yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, better? walk me through that. Yeah. Well, I, the account originally started for fun. I think when you start, when I started posting a lot of the pictures, it was just, hey, I'm already eating out. Might as well share the pictures. But then when I realized, that, okay, people really like this. People love food content. Because as you know, from my page, I'm not as, up, I'm not, front of the camera. I really try to focus on the food. So when I started posting more and more and getting that following, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here to do and maybe possibly create, become what we now call content creators. So I would say start it for, for fun. And then I think it was at the end of last year when I would say I kind of gained that little extra fire to see like, okay, where can we take this? And that's when I planned that Tulsa Bite dinner series, which that's where we met. Yes. Um, and that was really inspired by just kind of creating these unique experiences where we're highlighting local chefs. And I think that event, along with, uh, I'll share a little bit more about kind of what ramped things up, but I would say that, so we're in 2023. 2022 was more for fun. End of that year, decided to do that Tulsa Bite dinner series. And that was so successful. And I'm like, okay, there's something here. 
I want to continue highlighting these restaurants, but I want to ramp it up a little bit. And so last December, I was like, something kept telling me to buy a camera. So before I only shot it through phone um, and there was just this little itch. I'm like, you need to just step it up, get a camera so that you can improve your pictures, improve your content creation and ended up getting the camera. And I think that's when everything kind of flipped. And this year I've just been focusing on um, partnering more with the restaurants, creating better content, improving my pictures, the videos. So I would say started for fun last year's when like at the end of last year, I said, let me ramp it up. Let me get better at this. And ever since then, I've been really getting a lot of new organic following and everyone's like, keep doing it. We love this. Anytime we want to look for a restaurant, we go to your page or anytime I really post about a restaurant, people actually go. So I'm like, okay, maybe. Yeah. And you have some, some places that even have your, the signature, your signature dish, right? I went yes. to uh, this new burger place and it was the Tulsa Byte burger. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you kind of created your own thing over at Trenchers. Is that what it's called, Trenchers? No, di- you're talking about District Burger? Yeah, I'm th- talking about District Burger, but then uh, oh. Oh, th- you, you created your own thing yes. on, on there. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I, I'm all for it because you like spicy. Yeah, I love and, spicy. And so I'm like, okay. So you start, you start doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. So that means you're just going to restaurants. You are you know, taking pictures, doing videos of all this stuff. I mean, none of this stuff is getting comped for you, right? At the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning, it's not. How much are you eating out? I mean... At the beginning. (laughs) At the beginning, I was eating out a lot. Like every single day? Well, I would say you had to kind of at least go out to eat two to three times a week. Um, Not every day because I... Yeah, it was not every day, but it was a lot. I'm... I was invested quite a bit of money in eating out just so that I could get pictures and promote local restaurants. But um, yeah, and nowadays, as you grow your following and you've kind of now been categorized as a content creator, then you start to get um, a little bit of those proposals from bigger restaurants to for paid content creation. But yeah, so that how, took a minute. <laughs> how long? How long did that take for your first paid thing to to come come by? I would say. Probably a year in. A year in. So you didn't. How many followers did you have a year in? Um, probably about five thousand. Five thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one thing, one unique thing about your content compared to other people's food content mm-hmm. is that I feel that most people want to rate the food. Yeah. You don't really rate it. So my question is, if you go out to like three restaurants in one week mm-hmm. and two of them suck. Do you still post them just because it looks good or do you just not post it because you don't like it? So that's a really good question because I, I get asked that a lot and people always ask me like, why don't I rate it? So if I go to a really bad restaurant, I'm just not going to post it. Um, but that's been rare. What Because what I like to do at the end of the day, the goal of that account is to support the local restaurant community. Because no matter what, I think it's awesome for people to put themselves out there and create food. And it's it's kind of, I always think it's like a vulnerable thing to do as a, as a restaurant owner to put your foot out there, excuse me, put your food out there. And some people may like it, some people may not. But the goal of Tulsa Bite is to promote local restaurants. So that's why I try to stay away from any like negative um, reviews or maybe posting something I really don't like, which is rare. But um, what I tell people or what I like to do with my posts is if I go somewhere, 
I try to highlight what I really liked. So in my captions or in my voiceovers, I've, I will always focus on the good. <laughs> so I'll never just post about something I don't like. It's just, it, it's not the goal. And I know there's some content creation creators out there that want to do that. But for me, I want to stay on focusing on the positive of the restaurants. But I would say it's been rare that I've, I think there's been one restaurant that I went to that I didn't post about. <laughs> you want to tell me what that is? <laughs> no. Come on. No, you better at least tell me off air. But I will. <laughs> so going back to last year where I met you, you had the um, the event of hosting a like four course, five course meal, whatever it was. I mean, it was delicious. It was packed. So when is the next one? So it's kind of sad because I wanted to partner with Lowood to do. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. For all um, of you guys listening, Lowood is a restaurant in Tulsa that caught on fire, what, a month ago? Yeah. Where are they at in the recovering process? I, I'm i not sure. I know that the they raised a ton of money to help at least keep their employees Dang, paid. so that was the next one. Yeah, I really wanted to, to do it with them, and I had emailed them. But so now I'm kind of looking for a new place. Maybe it'll happen, maybe not, because it does take quite a bit of work yeah. to put that together. Um, did you profit off of that? No. You didn't profit off no. of that? No, I would call that my test run. A lot of people ask me that because obviously it's it's like a event planning, but being my first one, I did not. Um, but I really just wanted kind of proof of concept Yeah. <laughs> because it was just me putting myself out there. I, I messaged the owner of Tacos Mescal and I was like, hey, I have this idea. And so just him giving me that opportunity to partner with his chef was already cool enough for me, yeah. but um, I want to get it to the point where I'm doing these often enough where it's kind of like putting an event together yeah. um, and maybe profit off of them, but that first one, yeah. So how long did it take when you first started for you to start getting like free food? Because I'm oh. assuming like right now, anytime that you go out, you're you're <laughs> not paying, like what are you paying for right now? Like 10% of your meals of that? Um. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so, or less? I would say 10%. If I'm, so now that I get a lot more proposal or, or DMs to go to a restaurant, it's less. So it's, I would say maybe, yeah, 10%. That of, you're paying that for I'm it. Paying so, for. so if you're going to 10 restaurants, you're maybe paying for one. Yeah, yeah. How long it, did that take? So that was actually a lot faster than paid. Um, I think. Uh, by the end of last year, I was already getting free food at restaurants. So that didn't take as long. I think it's the paid part that takes longer because at the end of the day, a lot of restaurants are willing to give you free food for, for marketing because it's a lot less expensive than just giving you free food and then obviously like a paid fee for, for your posts. But yeah, that didn't take long. And I and I think it's a today, it's a lot easier, I think, to get free food as well because restaurants are more aware of the power of social media. thousand percent. So. I have people reach out to me and I'm like, I'm not going to post it on my feed because I post, I, I don't know if you watch my stories, but I post my yeah, I food. <laughs> I just, I just, I love eating as well. I mean, that's why you're here. I kind of yeah. want to pick your brain and stuff, but people reach out to me and say, you know, hey, we're willing to pay you if you post this. And I'm just like, I I'll post it on my story. Yeah. which, you know, it's only going to be up for 24 hours. And then they'll still, they'll be like, well, we'll give you free food. And I'm like, that's fine with me. Like, you know, <laughs> because I mean, I'm still going to, I still got to eat somewhere. So, yeah. but, uh, so I agree with you on that. So as far as like, it's easier on that. So that came a lot faster, but it took a year 
and 5,000 followers later to get your first paid paid mm-hmm. deal. What what did that look like? And do you mind sharing like what, what that looked like monetizing wise? Yeah, so it was actually um, a Utica Square campaign. Okay. Um, so they have a marketing company that reaches out to influencers and they it was actually Thanksgiving time and they had a whole proposal of like, hey, we'd love to have you create some content about all the things Thanksgiving at Utica Square, whether you're shopping at like William Sonoma or picking up stuff at, um, oh my gosh, Stonehorse Market where they have all those ready to go foods and just kind of create your own little like setup for Thanksgiving or what you would put together. And I was like, okay, this is, this is really cool. So they sent me my first, I would say call it proposal. Cause I think when you get your first one, you'll never forget it. Cause it's actually like a full on contract. Like, Hey, these are the deliverables that we need. And they, you know, put it out there and then they're like, we'll pay you this and then give you this, um, allowance to buy all the things you need. And I was like, say less. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think your first one, you don't really think about negotiating or anything like that. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is my first paid one. Sign away and just <laughs> get yeah. to it. They're like, now you're you're hooked in with them for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> for pennies on the dollar. Right. So so how many what are you averaging a month right now as far as like deals that you're getting? So here's the thing about being in a place like smaller city like Tulsa, it's not consistent. But for example, fall season, fall season will get really busy because restaurants are dropping new fall cocktails or they're trying to push a lot of new menus. Um, usually it's seasonal changes is when I will get the most pro- like content um, creation proposals, but it's not consistent throughout the year. So I don't have a monthly average. I just it's there's just busy seasons that I can get maybe like three to four um, big um, content creation contracts for the bigger restaurants. But right now, it's not monthly consistent. So uh, would the goals be to to do that full time and leave your your, your, your daytime job? Um, maybe. So one of the additional layers about Tulsa Byte is I do some social media management for a couple of restaurants. So that, I would say there's like three layers right now to Tulsa Bite. You know, I got into food photography, so I offer that nowadays. Um, you know, there's the content creation side. And then if you, some restaurants are interested in social media management, that's my focus, the whole food world. So I do offer that as well. So I think just to get a little deeper into the whole Tulsa Bite world, yes, I'm a content creator, but... I've added those additional um, sources of revenue to be able to, you know, do food photography and social media management if restaurants need it. So is that, would you like to be doing that full time? Um, Probably that would be like awesome. And then really just because as I've gotten to work more and more with like restaurant owners and learning all about the food industry, I would say yes. And then possibly maybe one day, even invest in a restaurant. So my whole family, we've always talked about this. <laughs> one of our bucket lists. So I've I have a family full of entrepreneurs. I think I'm the only one that may have like like a normal nine to five. Yeah. Um and we've talked about specific concepts and there's some that we've gotten close to fully developing. Um so that's another layer too that I would love to maybe one day do invest in a in a, in a restaurant. So Anything in the food world, I think I'd be happy. You're in. down. Yeah. You know, I went to Chicago last year and I 
I went to this restaurant, this Mexican restaurant, super fancy, and the chef was there mm -hmm. and got to hear his story. He came here from Mexico, was a dishwasher, and now he's like a, a Michelin uh, chef, like this five-star. Like It was so cool hearing his story because the thing about no matter what you're trying to achieve mm -hmm. is you have to have that vision and you have to be able to visualize it. You know, a couple of weeks ago I had – a guy that he has started a couple of men men's grooming uh, places here in Tulsa, and he talks about how he 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 visualized the his stores before you know he was even close to getting there. And so I think it's so important. Like you're just talking about, you're like, yeah, I would like to do that full time, but I would also love to invest and have my own restaurant someday. So that's super super cool. What is something that you would tell somebody today that they're saying, I want to start creating content. You know, a lot of people think it's oversaturated right now. So what, whether it's food or, or anything else, like what, what would you tell them? Just do it. Just <laughs> I know do you probably it. people, you may hear that a lot, but just do it. Cause I would say even myself, there was times where I almost stopped because I'm like, everybody's kind of doing this now. Um, but then everyone's like, well, you can, because I thought maybe I should start mimicking even other content creators because that's kind of what's getting the most traction. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to stay in my lane, keep doing me. And yeah, I would say just do it. Because there's, even though the market is saturated, I think there's enough of a big audience out there where you can literally be that new content creator that people just really enjoy. And as long as you're posting kind of things organically and less forced, I think there's definitely still room for new content creators. I would, yeah, I would say, yeah, just do it. And you never know what could come out of it. I didn't think all of this would come out of this, but I just stuck through it. And that's the other thing, being consistent. That really changed things for me. Um, and I think that's with anything. You just got to do it be consistent. And then I like to say that's kind of where the magic happens after that. <laughs> I completely agree with you on that. A hundred percent. When people, I can't tell you the amount of people that tell me that they want to start podcasts. They're like, mm -hmm. I want to do a podcast. And that they, they ask me, what's your advice? And I tell them, I said, you just got to put something out there. If you go to the very first episode that we had, mm -hmm. it was a conversation, um, that cut out at 10 minutes. And I still posted it because I was just like, I'm not going to redo the conversation <laughs> because it's not going to be organic. And it, it would just, it just get started and then be consistent because mm -hmm. if you lose that consistency, it's like working out. It's like anything yeah. else. You're, you're not, your results that you have are going to go away or you're never going to even get those results there. Yeah. So I, I think that those are great pieces of advice there. So between the three layers of your business, Tulsa Byte is a Tulsa, you know, Instagram, TikTok, um, social media platform where it showcases Tulsa local owned restaurants mm -hmm. and you manage social media for, for restaurants. And then you're also doing food photography. Mm -hmm. So how far would you say you are from doing that full time? Like percentage wise, Ooh, <laughs> that's a great question because it just depends on kind of like 
what your goal is to kind of sustain yourself. Well, that's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you like, Pro- what, what, what do you, I mean? Cause somebody could say I could live off three thirty thousand mm-hmm. $30,000 a year. Somebody could say I need $300,000 a year. You know? So like for you, like your personal goals, um, I would say maybe like 50% there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing though, is that my thing too, is that let's say you are making $300,000 a year mm-hmm. on your day job. But most people hate their job. Mm-hmm. So if you can get by with fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, but you're loving what you're doing, like mm-hmm. you don't even feel like you're working. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where the magic is, mm-hmm. really. I mean, one thing that you can make so much of is is you have the rest of your life to make money, mm-hmm. but you can't ever make more time. So all the time sure. that you are spending in a job that you don't like, mm-hmm. you're never gonna be able to get that back. So fifty mm-hmm. percent for starting two years ago. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say <laughs> that it is. And I think that's, that's such a good point because it makes me think too, you know, the time. If I did invest the amount of time that maybe I spent on my day job, where could I be? Um, but the thing about my situation right now, and I, I, I actually don't necessarily hate my day job, um, it's a job I really like. And what I like about it is that it's super flexible. So right now it's really easy for me to balance both because of the flexibility of my, we'll call it nine to five. Mm -hmm. Um, That one may even take me a minute to let go of, but I would say one of, that's really my main goal for rest of 2023. And then moving forward is just continuing to push Tulsa bite. And I would say, yeah, I call it the sprints. <laughs> the okay. sprints. I love that. Um, this I don't know if you've ever heard kind of like the whole concept of like sprinting where you're just kind of like giving it all, pushing through, and then you have kind of like a downtime. And I would say right now I'm in I'm still in my Tulsa Bite sprint where I'm putting myself out there and making sure I'm networking with all the restaurants and making sure they're aware of me because some restaurants aren't aware of the page. And then the moment they are and I post about them, they're like, oh my gosh, we got so many people that didn't know about our restaurant come through. So yeah, um, that's definitely going to be the goal to make this full time. But that's what I appreciate about my current day job is that I like, like, like it and it's super flexible. So I think I'm kind of lucky there Yeah. <laughs> where, um, yeah, it, I don't necessarily hate it as much as some may hate their their nine to five going back to consistency how many times are you posting a week a day how does that look like for you so it's i ideally i want to be posting at least two reels a week um but sometimes i would say i'm not as consistent when it comes to the seasons where i'm getting a lot of proposals because i would say those take a little bit more time (laughs) especially when they they have specific requirements of like, hey, we need this, this, and this. So those take more time. So maybe on those seasons, I'll post one a week. I really try to be more on like quality over quantity. And I know some may disagree with that because I never, some people just want to post like, hey, just post five times. Gary V posting me, 10 times a day. <laughs> for me, I would say it's more of like the quality. I want to make sure the video looks good. I want to make yeah. sure the photos look good. But ideally, I want to be posting at least two reels a week. But I may get to moments where I'm doing one just because of the time management and all of the different paid um, 
ones that I'll have to do that just take a little bit more time. But yeah, two reels a week for me is what I like. And I want it to be quality videos and pictures. There you go. So as you know, I'm in real estate. I do loans for people that want to buy houses. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we are so lucky to live in a place where it's super affordable to live in. I just recently uh, did a video about the the top five most expensive places to live and the top lease expenses. <laughs> We're number two on the least expensive places mm -hmm. to live. But then in the comments, you just get people that are like, well, duh, it's super cheap to live because nobody would ever want to live there. <laughs> I mean, and the thing, I mean, that this is what people's mindsets are, right? That they're living in New York and California and Florida, whatever, right? I mean, I disagree with it, but I'm kind of biased because I, I've lived here pretty yeah. much my entire life. But I, I have been to about 44 states, and there's only two other places that I would want to live besides Tulsa because mm -hmm. I truly like Tulsa to live in, mm -hmm. and it's just growing every single year, every single month. So let me ask you this. If I'm coming from New York, <laughs> and, and also I'm also helping a lot of people uh, that are that are either moving here. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a great Tulsa remote program that's paying people $10,000 mm -hmm. yeah. to move here. Um, and if they live here for about a year or so. And also, you wouldn't believe that some people can like will, will have to keep renting where they're living, mm -hmm. but they can come to states like this and buy an investment property in order to acquire wealth. Mm -hmm. So if I'm coming from from New York, and I'm asking you Tulsa bite, what's the best pizza that's here in Tulsa, what would you, what's your answer oh for that? Gosh. <laughs> this is right up your alley. Well, this is, I would say this is one of those, um, it's like a mix things. I used to have. And this is just your opinion. You're yeah. not going to hurt anybody's feeling. <laughs> just don't give me like Pizza Hut or Domino's or something. I know that. <laughs> I would say Andalini's has one of my favorite pizzas and it's the DeMarco of Brooklyn, and it's because I love New York pizza. So Andalinas is the closest you can get to a New York pizza slice, but I also really love Hideaway. Ooh, I think Hideaway's really good. Hideaway, is that Oklahoma, or that is that nationwide? I think it's, like, regional, like in the Midwest, maybe. Okay. Um, but I just think Hideaway, when you're craving that pizza that's just a little greasy, but still just really good, that's not a Domino's pizza, I loved going to Hideaway. I agree with you on Hideaway. Uh, Andalini is just a little too greasy for me. But really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like their two goes from like research, you can take it and then, and then bake okay. it yourself. I like that better. Okay. But okay, if I'm coming from Florida, let's say, what's your favorite seafood here? <laughs> seafood is a tough one seafood is a tough one because of we're, we're landlocked state so i'm always skeptical but um i will say everyone loves the fish market yeah um white, I, white water is that we're talking about yeah, white, yeah is that what yeah white water um they have i would say they have good seafood but um i don't say I ha that's like the one food that i may not always be like, oh yeah, go here, just because. Yeah. I grew up in Florida, and so I'm always a little you, bit. You just can't compare it. Yeah, you can't compare it, but that that's a good spot to go to if you're craving seafood. There's. But you remember, we're talking to buyers that are moving I into know. the state, so you got to try to sell them. Yeah. I uh, will say, Whitewater's good, 
but don't don't do what I do. I go and get fried food, and it's just I just feel horrible. And it's like <laughs> if you're going to a place like that, just get the real fish or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. If I'm coming from wherever, what what's your best burger in town? Oh my gosh, there's so many, but I have to say one of my favorite places to bring to go get a burger from someone who's not from Tulsa is Kilkenny's. Just the habanero one? <laughs> all of them. They're really good. If they're good. They're just a solid, they're consistent. That's your number one? To give me, give, give, give me your top two. Give me your top two or three. Um, Top, I would say Kilkenny's. I really, so District Burger has a Wagyu burger that's really, really good. And are you a, a fan of Wagyu beef? Sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm more of a chicken guy. Chicken guy? I love chicken. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I, but but I do like burgers. I mean, yeah. I went to district and I had their grass-fed bur okay. burger or something. I don't know. It was good. It was it was good. The wagyu there is really good. Um, I would say I have top two, and then in overall, I would say we have a, a lot of good burger places. There's there's quite a bit of restaurants you could get a good burger, but top two. I don't have top three. I would say top two is. The Wagyu from District, and then a, a good Kilkenny's burger, just super buttery, tender. Oh, it's so good. So probably bring them to Kilkenny's is probably a better better vibe. Yeah. But I mean, District, like a, District, it, it is kind of, I mean, it's out in Broken Arrow, yeah, but it it's it, that place is growing too as well. Yeah. All right, last one, I promise. Okay. And as you guys can tell, <laughs> I didn't ask her any of these questions before, so, <laughs> so that way, and I'm glad because I feel like you would have like, you know, perfected your answer, so... Yes. This one should be really easy oh because gosh. I feel like your face is very, oh, your face, your, your, <laughs> your, <laughs> your, your grid, your profile is very yeah. like, when I go in there, I, I feel like I, I automatically think of Mexican food. Yeah. Give me your top three Mexican places. Okay. This one is an easy one. I told you. So I love tacos and mezcal. That's a place that I just will, if I'm craving any Mexican food, I'll go there for multiple reasons. See, I judge my restaurants. My favorites really have to be a good chef and a clean, clean kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's, that sounds silly. Well, fun. how do we know that? Do we go well, back there or what? <laughs> well, I get to go back there occasionally. So I'm just kidding. Um, well, they have open kitchen. So that's. So another... how many cockroaches are allowed back there? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I believe the fat bottom. <laughs> So open kitchen is a big thing for me. So if anyone, if there's any foodies listening out there who want like those hacks of like open kitchen restaurants, you're getting clean food. But anyways, tacos and mezcal, I would say they have the best margaritas because everything that they make them with is fresh. We're not talking about your classic margarita syrup you bought at yeah. the store. You're talking about fresh made hibiscus juices. So there's so many I could go on about the food there just because I really love it. Um, so I so that would say that one's number one. Number two, oh, this is hard because I go to a lot of them, but I don't wouldn't consider them my favorites. I will say those banditos and broken arrow came out with some two new taco dishes that I really enjoy. So I there's everyone loves Viria. I, I feel like Viria is like the hype of yeah. all Mexican I said like a year or two ago, right? Yeah. But they made one that's not as spicy. 
And for someone, I mean, I like spice, but I can't handle too much. Their new birria tacos are really, really good. The, the consomme that you dip it in is just perfect and you can actually eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say I'm more of a dish girl than like the, over, the, I have a favorite restaurant. So I would say the tacos there, a third one. Hmm. I don't have a third one because I've tried so many, but none of them necessarily like stick out where I'm like, okay, that's a, that's you don't have one. a third one. I don't, I don't. Dang. There's so many. What's, what's, what's your, I feel like you love Mexican food. What's I, your I like Mikosina. I like Mikosina. Okay. See, I would have said that maybe like two years ago, but lately it's, I haven't had the best experience, but I, they used to have one of my favorite dishes, the tacos mi tierra. That yeah. had like the the chopped tender beef, the grilled serrano peppers. They don't have them anymore. No, uh, yeah, they do. I said I used to love that dish. Oh, I, I used gotcha. to go there all the time for that. Um, but because it was solid. Have you had their mambo taxis? That's. I mean, that's the best <laughs> drink in the United States. Hundred <laughs> percent. I I literally hundred percent. I remember when I first learned about mambo taxis, and let's just say that you can you can. If you have like two, if you're not a if you're not a towner and you're, I think it's just here in Dallas. So if you're, yeah. if you're not from here or Texas, probably don't do more than like two. Yeah, I don't. I was about to say two is my max. <laughs> and you probably still need to Uber after that. Yeah, definitely. Well, Uber okay. After two. So if you're an out of state person looking to potentially move here, I mean, mm. we there, there's there's a lot of stuff going on and and it's we're still growing like mm -hmm. all you need to do is go check out you know your page and you'll be able to be like oh wow like because people don't they're they're very close-minded when yeah. it comes to you know other places that um that they've never been to mm -hmm. you know like for me like i'm close-minded about mississippi <laughs> because i've been there <laughs> and I'm like, I would never want to be here. But I'm like, if you've never been here, don't judge a book by its cover, right? So um, I'm finally glad we got to do this. I'm thankful that you brought me my gift. <laughs> and one of the last questions that I always like to ask people is, out of everything that you've gone through in life, but mainly like let's, let's stick with what we're talking about here. Like I'm sure you've had some bad days where you maybe just, have you ever had a bad day where you wanted to quit um, the Tulsa Bite thing? Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah. How many? Multiple ones. Multiple ones, okay. People yeah. don't see that. No. They don't see that. So you've had those. So give me the best advice that you've ever received that has made you keep going to any anything that you've done in life, but but specifically, like, what, what's kept you going to for you to be able to grow, you know, what you've been able to grow with this page? That's a great question. And I would say one of the things that actually a quote that I'll never forget is <laughs> this might be kind of not as it may not land as soft but I heard one time hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and one thing that has never failed is just being consistent and working hard in anything that I've ever done nothing beats hard work. And so that's really what keeps me going, understanding that if you want to get something, like if you have a goal and you want to achieve it, like nothing really beats hard work and you just have to keep going. Um, and I think that's kind of what, yeah, I would say that's what pushes through. And then at the end of the day, just 
everyone kind of has that little why behind that reason why they do what they do. So I would say a combination of those two things, like remembering why you started and what your goals are, but understanding that no matter what you do, you just got to keep pushing and keep working hard. Yeah. I think that that's very, very, um, a good reminder for people yeah. because sometimes they forget. And then once you get that momentum, it's easy to kind of, you know, the biggest, the, the biggest rival for success is complacency. Once yeah. success meets complacency, then that equals failure. Yeah. And when people even have that success, have that momentum, have that, um, you know, the, the traction that they're trying to get, mm -hmm. that's whenever they can stop working hard and then somebody else that's been yeah. consistent, that's working hard, that's whenever they get past there. So that's really good. I'm really, really glad that you you came on and uh, <laughs> we finally made it happen after four tries. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm really excited to, to see what the next event's going to be. Uh, I'm, hopefully I get to make it. And um, where can people find you? Instagram and TikTok are my two main platforms. So search, my handle is Tulsa Bite on both. So there Follow we me. go. I'm excited <laughs> to see more videos. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you.